regardless of whether you put in a new system or you use your existing system, what we're finding is the reporting tools within ERP just suck. I mean, the, the data, and that's a technical term, by the way, S-U-C-K is, is a technical that's term. That's yeah, harsh. it is. Because the data models underneath these ERP systems were always designed for fast transactions, not necessarily extracting information. Well, my best analogy is there, if you, when you put your um, furniture in a storage unit, you cram it all in there, right? Well, then you go back to that storage unit and you go, where's the sofa? Or where's the table? It's all underneath a bunch of stuff. Well, the storage unit was designed to fit as much stuff in that unit as possible. It wasn't designed to go find stuff. So... That's the ERP analogy. ERP was designed to make the transactions as efficient as possible and scalable and the like, but it wasn't designed to create nice, robust reports where you can find stuff. Hi, this is Peter Purcell. And Bill Imany. Yeah, this is a continuation of our Jargon series. And today what we want to do is share with you a presentation that we did at the CPA Spring Expo. Yeah, and really want to talk a little bit about getting more out of your ERP system. So first, what is an ERP system, Peter? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Enterprise Resource Planning. Basically, it's the system that you use to, to run your business. I think the genesis of this presentation really has been, Bill and I have been approached by a number of people over the last few months telling us, hey, help us select a new ERP because we've outgrown our old ERP. Uh, you know, what, what does that mean to you, Bill? Well, what it means to me is I, I think back to um, the neighbor's kid down the street. He, um, he keeps leaving his bike out in the, in the, and it rains and his chain gets all rusty. And then his dad was telling me how his son came and said, dad, I need a new bike. He wants a bright, shiny new bike, and Dad said, well, wait a minute, what's the matter with the one you have? Well, the chain's all rusty, and, and, well, first of all, you leave it out in the rain. Second of all, why don't we just get a new chain and put some WD-40 on it, and we'll be good to go, right? Right. Well, I, I just want to correct you something. You don't put WD-40 as a lubricant. It's really a cleaner. So Thanks, you need to Cliffy. use silicone, you know, grease. It's the silicone non-dirt-attracting non grease. Thank you there, Cliffy. Ah, you're welcome. So, and when I do walk into bars, they do say, Peter, Norm. But anyway, on, on to more serious things. So as, as we've been working with some clients, um, and we're, we're going to share with you kind of the process that, that we have the clients assess. Now, if there's fail along the way, then yeah, maybe you do need to replace or you do, your ERP or buy a new bike if you can't find a particular chain or whatever. But, um, you know, as, as we go through the process, I mean, Bill, why don't you share a story about a recent client where we went through this process and kind of what, the, what is the success that, that we've achieved? Yeah, and I think the client had a um, – they were, they were using Great Plains, um, Microsoft Great Plains software, and typically it's been marketed to um, small, medium-sized type businesses, and it does not have a reputation in the market as being an enterprise class um, ERP system like an SAP or an Oracle. Well, the um, client came to us and said, you know what, we need um, to take a look at a new ERP. We're not getting um, the information we need. We're not able to see profitability down to the level we need to see it. And they went through a whole series of issues they were having. So what we did was we said to them, before we do anything, 
why don't we take a quick look at what you have today and see if we can fix what you have today because you've got a good system. You guys are a, you're a good-sized company, but frankly, there's no reason why, um, and this, is, this company is not a big, huge conglomerate. It's basically a midstream um, oper- uh, they operate um, midstream a- assets for energy infrastructure, and it's not a complicated business. So we suggested they take a look at what they had today. So I think that there were four areas that we looked at, right, Bill? There was, you know, chart of accounts, redesigning the chart of accounts, and potentially doing an upgrade as part of that just to stabilize the system. Wasn't there also cleaning up master data, uh, fixing process and controls, and then finally putting a reporting tool around all that? Yeah, so let's let's talk about the chart of accounts, okay? Because right? that's usually the the first culprit that comes up. Someone says, "Well, you know what? We need a new ERP because we can't get profitability by and inserted here by asset, by geography, by, by location, by, by product, entity, yeah, whatever it might be." The, they're they're struggling with, and nine times out of ten, the data is not there because of the way the chart of accounts is structured. So, in other words, when I code an invoice and I want to see some profitability by product and I code an invoice payment and I don't identify what um, product line it was for um, or or plant or whatever it might be, then I'm not able to see it. Management can't see that information. So um, with them, as with with client I mentioned, Midstream Company, we went through and said, well, you want to see profitability by district and by region. We said, yeah, why don't we add that to your chart of accounts? Let's redesign your chart of accounts. And through that process, we also got rid of um, uh, some stuff in their chart of accounts that wasn't needed. They had way too much detail around, um, you know, what you know, different types of pencils they were buying and that type of thing. So get rid of the garbage and really focus on what's of value to you and, and go through the effort of redesigning your chart of accounts. So um, that's, that's kind of the first step there. Right. And I think the, the listeners that, that have been through an ERP implementation or understand ERP fairly well, the first comment that they're going to make is, oh, my gosh, that's like a re-implementation. Because the chart of accounts is really the one master data element, for lack of a better term, or controlling or structural data element that, that you know, an ERP is built around. Well, what you're really getting at when you say re-implementation, you're talking about data conversion. And so the nice thing about just upgrading what you have is I'm not having to retrain everybody in the whole company on something new right. because it's kind of it's it's that pulling the thread of the shirt right and all of a sudden you're left with no shirt. Well, th- that's like the ERP system. I pull the thread of saying, well, I've got to put a new chart of account, a new general ledger in with a new system. Well, that also means I've got to put in a new billing system and then a new field ticket capturing system and all and it impacts the whole field the next thing you know i've got to train the whole organization on something completely new and that's hard right right so and and so by redesigning the chart of accounts in a way you you are doing a re-implementation if if you can you know go through this process and and see value in that um, you know, I, I would also suggest to you that that's a good time to upgrade your system or even potentially move to the cloud, but still stay within the environment that you have today. Uh, you know, familiarity is, is pretty awesome. It, it reduces training time and, and increases acceptance by people, I think. Right, and you bring up a good point. Moving, moving to, that's a good time to move to the cloud because most of the software today um, that's, I'll say, worth implementing has a cloud version, right? Right. And right. if they don't, then you maybe maybe you can find another 
um, hosting provider to host it for you. But for the most part, most software today has a cloud version. Right. right. So, but as as you're doing this mini reimplementation, because it's it's not a major reimplementation. Yeah, I think that's a good time to take advantage of clearing up your master data. And, and what that is is your supplier table and, you know, getting rid of elements that you don't need or adding elements and descriptors that you do want, um, cleaning up your um, your customer master, cleaning up your inventory master. I mean, is, isn't that a good time then to go ahead and do that kind of stuff too? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you get down to and companies saying, I need a new ERP system or I need new systems, and you start drilling down and understanding why they don't like what they have. A lot of times it's because of the data that's out there. So, for example, um, companies have assets, right, Peter? Oh, yeah. I, well, if they don't, then I'm not sure they're a real company, right? Well, they have physical, a lot of companies yeah. have physical assets that right. they need to track that may be out in the field, maybe in different locations. And those assets have depreciation on them, and they track that depreciation, but they also have to reflect them in the balance sheet. Well, wow. if the asset data, if I say I've got a, um, a set of assets out in the field that um, aren't represented appropriately, or the data that about them that's in the system is incorrect. Right, right. And, and I think what you're getting at, Bill, is <clears throat> if you're looking at assets, what companies often do is when they first implement an ERP, they're not as familiar with the system as, as, as they are maybe 10 years later or five years later. And they learn that I may want to start looking at my assets, not as one huge asset, but I may look at an asset and a sub-asset. For example, you know, you may have a big piece of equipment, let's say a compressor. Well, you may want to look at the, the engine and the aerial, you know, compression unit and then the chiller and all of those. Asset componentization. Right, right, about. exactly. And so when you first put in the system, you may not think that's important, but of course, day two, after you've gone live, you realize, oh my gosh, I really did want that level of detail. Now is a good time to do that. Well, and the other, the other piece of it too is companies go through changes. They acquire another company and they get bringing their asset records in and they're unintelligible. So then they have to either decide, are they going to put those assets in the system or are they just going to maintain them in a spreadsheet? So that's the time to go out and, and clean up those asset records. And really what that means, it might mean taking some temp workers or contract workers, bringing them in, and having them go out there into the field and count stuff, right? Right, right. Well, you lost me at unintelligible, or actually I'm still pausing at that. I, I, that that's a good word, uh, but you are correct because these, these assets do come across, and nobody can make sense of them in, in many cases. Uh, and the, the company may not be looking at the assets at exactly the same way as, as the acquiring company. Um, but but taking time to, to clean up your master data is 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 really valuable and and allows you to track things. And when you start talking about looking at profitability at lower levels of detail, you know you can then start looking at things like asset profitability at a lower level of detail, utilization even. Right, right. You're exactly right. And I, I it's it, it's a painful effort to go through it. And I, I think what a lot of organizations they get into the um, bright, shiny toy um, concept of the new ERP, and that um, by default becomes the goal as opposed to cleaning up stuff, the hard, dirty work. It's it's sort of like when you get through uh, cooking a nice dinner and then you got to clean up the kitchen. Well, <laughs> guess what? 
yeah. it's time to clean up the kitchen, right? Well, yeah, it is. And and I also liken, you know, the difference between maybe going from, from a Tier 2 ERP like the one that you just mentioned to an SAP or an Oracle. It's a little bit, for those of you that are motorheads, it's a little bit like moving from a Ford F-150 to a Ford F-250. Both are great trucks, but... You know, if you don't have a need for an F-250, it actually hurts you. You can't park in many parking garages downtown. You can't, um, you, you have to only use diesel. Um, and if you're not towing a whole lot, what, what value? You, you know, you, you take up two parking spaces everywhere you go. And the, the, the big ERP or the big truck newness wears off pretty quick. Well, now that Peter went down that rabbit trail, we're going to take a break for um, a... Uh, for our sponsor, Evan, your IT guy. Evan, your IT guy provides immediate IT support for your growing business. Download the Evan app to connect your business with a select network of friendly IT professionals anywhere, anytime. Evan, your IT guy solves most technical problems in fewer than 30 minutes, and you only have to pay for what you use. Sign up for your free assessment today at evanyouritguy.com. So, welcome, uh, back. welcome back. Yes. Peter's done talking about his F-250s. trucks. F-250. Yeah, F-250s. So, but, um, Peter, there's, there's some other pieces, too, right? We talked about data. We talked about uh, cleaning up data. We talked about chart of accounts. Right. But now is a good time to, to re-hit kind of processing controls. And whenever we use the word controls, just want to be clear, we're not talking about business prevention. To us, a control is the processes is mapped out correctly, the processes described correctly, and people, people use the process, right? They don't well, work around the system. We look at controls as doing the right things, right? Doing the right things at the right time, or doing the right things all the time, just That's to, right. to be specific. All right, now, now that Bill has slapped me on the back of the head. But, yeah, now's a good time to hit processing controls. Um, again, the ERP system is familiar. People know a lot more about the ERP system. And I think now is a good time for them to take advantage of what they know about the system, the good and the bad, and go back and revisit their processing controls so that they can take advantage of the technology. Um, this really isn't about the ERP driving new processes. It's really about people taking advantage or better advantage of the ERP for new and more efficient processes. Right, right. So, for example, um, we had a client that was going through an um, um, ERP upgrade um, of their current environment, and they had this um, some manual controls in place around journal entry approvals, for example. And th- we actually found out the new upgraded version actually had um, journal entry approval workflow that they can enable. So they no longer had to print out journal entries and hand them to their um, accountant supervisor to have them approve them. They now use the workflow, so it eliminated paperwork in the process. So looking at that upgrade, what are the new capabilities? Um, You're upgrading maybe um, the the integration with your payroll system. Is there a way to uh, make that a more... Uh, robust, uh, controlled environment, right? Right, yeah, because, I mean, you know a whole lot more about your ERP at this point. And if uh, you can take advantage of, you know, as you said, integration, I know I'm beating a dead horse there, but uh, the new functionality, you can add even new modules, for lack of a better term. So, for example, when you did your initial implementation or when a company did their initial implementation, they they may not have put in, um, you know, a project accounting or a project manufacturing module. And now is a good time to add those types of things on. 
Right, and 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 I'll just go back to chart of accounts for one moment here, um, Peter. Is when we talk about projects, and this is where people get in trouble sometimes. They think um, they forget there. Some of these systems have project accounting modules, Mm -hmm. which can track projects as opposed to convoluting the general ledger. And I think your favorite term is it's the general ledger, not the specific ledger, right? Right, right. Keep the general ledger general. But when you add these types of modules, uh, it allows you to revisit a lot of manual processes or processes that you're doing outside the system. Excel is great, and I'm not bashing Excel, but there's times when you really don't want to run key portions of your business just using Excel. Uh, and outside the system, it's sometimes tough to get that data or that information in the system and allow you to do reporting in a timely manner. Well, you're right. And if it's critical transactions for business and you're running in an Excel, everybody knows that old, you know, the, the spreadsheets and finding the error in the Excel file where you didn't add up things exactly right and, and that type of stuff. So, and you bring that up because a lot of companies, let's say vendors, have um, automated ways of sending you their information. And a lot of, in a lot of cases, you can use that automation to uh, integrate their um, bills or invoices into your system so you're not using the spreadsheets to process transactions. Too. Exactly. One bad cell in an Excel workbook in your host. And you may not even know that you have a bad cell. You don't uh, know until you... Yeah, you don't know it until happen. actually uh, maybe you even get a material weakness, uh, you know, report from the auditors. I mean, who knows? Or you right? just, you're the accrual you made was off by a couple million dollars. And I'm not speaking from personal experience ever, but there's one reason why You're I'm not funny. an accountant anymore. Yeah, that's right. There's, yeah, uh, we won't go down that path, Bill. Uh, we'll, we'll save your dignity for 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 an, for, Just, for now. You've never seen a CFO so angry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last the last part is you know we if you clean up your chart of accounts or if you can clean up your chart of accounts if you can can clean up your master data if you can improve your process and controls and maybe add modules you know to 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 do that the last thing to really hit on is. And regardless of whether you put in a new system or you use your existing system, what we're finding is the reporting tools within ERP just suck. I mean, the, the data, and that's a technical term, by the way, S-U-C-K is, is a technical that's term. That's yeah, harsh. it is. Because the data models underneath these ERP systems were always designed for fast transactions, not necessarily extracting information. Well, my best analogy is there, you, when you put your um, furniture in a storage unit, you cram it all in there, right? Well, then you go back to that storage unit and you go, where's the sofa? Where's the table? It's all underneath a bunch of stuff. Well, the storage unit was designed to fit as much stuff in that unit as possible. It wasn't designed to go find stuff. So... That's the ERP analogy. ERP was designed to make the transactions as efficient as possible and scalable and the like, but it wasn't designed to create nice, robust reports where you can find stuff. And I remember years ago, we used to call um, some of the big ERPs like SAP or Oracle data jail um, in, in the nicest way possible. And we had to do some um, interesting things to get data out. But you're right, today there's some neat reporting tools out there that integrate with uh, SAP, Oracle, even Great Plains, or any software for that matter, that are um, robust and they're using cloud based. Cloud based. They're using some great technology to essentially um, expose the data that's in your, um, your, in your ERP system and, and allow for good analytics. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, you may, you may want to share some, you know, some, some brand names, maybe not, 
Um, but what I like is most of these new reporting tools allow you to extract your information into Excel, right? Well, and whenever I mention a brand name of a reporting tool, there's in the, there's always somebody that says, well, what about yeah, this one? So there's I understand. hundreds of them out there. There's hundreds, The right. easiest way to do this, Google uh, performance management reporting tools. Google that, and then right. there's your list. Or, or you guys can e- email Bill, bill at trinegy.com, oh, T-R-E-N-E-G-Y.com. Do you want me to give him out your cell phone number? Yeah, too? sure, sure. And uh, he'll definitely uh, provide you with, with a list and, and an opinion. But, but in all seriousness, putting in a reporting tool, whether you have a new ERP or an old ERP, that's really something to, to revisit. And what we found is that um, you know, ERP systems, even implemented as recently as three years ago, uh, you know, are, use reporting tools that, that are already outdated. And um, coming back and, and implementing a new reporting tool around, around the system, it's not expensive. It really isn't. Um, you know, building the data model off the new chart of accounts, off the new sub-ledgers that, that, that you've built, um, you know, really allow you to get information in, in a timely manner. I'm cloud-based, so you don't have to worry about building a massive IT, you know, infrastructure to, to support them as, as you had to in the past. I think all of that is goodness, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, in all fairness, there are times when companies do need to replace their ERP system. And, and, I, and I'll tell you where I've seen it the most, where they do need to replace it, is where they bought a system maybe a, a long time ago that was very specific to a, uh, a, a vertical industry. Mm-hmm. And that um, industry maybe, um, you know, the, the, whoever owned that software, come and say it's a construction, and I'm not going to name any names, construction software, and they haven't kept it up to date. It, it runs on old DOS-based type AS400 stuff, old stuff, okay? Wow. And, and, um, Most of it, our listeners it, won't even know what DOS or AS400 is, well, by the way. Well, that's all right, but it's old stuff, okay? Okay. And it, it just it, it doesn't have the right controls in place. So the company's gone public, and there's ways for people to get into the database and change stuff without anybody knowing, without any type of version control or um, data, um, you know, um, what do you call it when you're, you're, you've got the transactions and you can see who's posted them and everything and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, the, the visibility into the database where you, you just can access the database directly. Version control, yeah, right? Yeah, version control. So, yeah. Uh, but, but the reality is there are times when you have to do that. And what we recommend to people is if you are stuck in one of those, um, take a look at some of the um, software that's out there that Microsoft offers, NetSuite, um, and even SAP has a some lighter versions of their product, and right. and uh, Oracle bought NetSuite recently, and they they're um, doing quite well with their um, NetSuite. Exactly, and then there is a place for big Oracle and big SAP and SAP S4 HANA and all that. Is I mean, if you're a huge conglomerate and you're doing business in a number of countries. Um, then it it could make sense for you even to go go down that path. I mean, we're not trying to say that you know they're they're not viable products. No, they're great. They're great products, especially if you're a multinational. Plus, you got multi product lines, and you do different things, and you're a you know Coca Cola type company where you've got not only um, your drinks, but you got other food products, and you've got distribution channels and networks and and, and thousands of, of vendors and the like, and that's where you, where you really need to look right. at those. But um, we, we our belief is fit for purpose, right, Peter? Absolutely, fit for purpose. And we actually do quite a bit of research. We, we keep, um, we have a, a fairly extensive database on 
the ERP systems that are out there from, you know, tier three even all the way up to tier one. And, um, you know, we'd be glad to share that with anybody. Yeah, just, they, just email Peter at Trinity.com and he'll <laughs> get, get that to you, you. You got me, Bill. But anyway, guys, really appreciate you listening to us today. I, I th- hopefully the takeaway that you get is you know, don't just blindly replace your ERP. There's four things that you should take a look at before you do that. That's, you know, can I clean up my chart of accounts? Can I clean up my master data? Can I add a few new modules and, you know, improve my process and controls? And then regardless of what I do, I really need to consider implementing a new reporting tool. Did I miss anything, Bill? I think you got it, Peter. Um, And I appreciate you guys listening. And and thank you for another series in our Jargon podcast.